I could do with a bit of boiling about now. If the kettle were larger, I might jump in, though I would sooner it were wine than water. There are worse ways to die than warm and drunk. I knew a brother who drowned himself in wine once. It was a poor vintage, though, and his corpse did not improve it. You drank the wine? It's an awful thing to find a brother dead. You'd need a drink as well, Lord Snow. Hello, and welcome to 2C1C, a Game of Thrones living card game podcast founded in 2010 by myself, Will Lentz, Greg Atkinson, and Brad Zeiler. These days, my co-hosts may differ, but we're generally pulling from at least some familiar core voices. Many thanks go out to Fantasy Flight Games' George R. Martin, Card Game DB, and Josh Woodward for the CC licensed music you're hearing now. This is season five. I feel like I need a drink as well. I'm sitting here drinking lemonade instead of my usual scotch or beer. I have a Guinness. I'm going to go to the Guinness. Yeah, I'm taking it easy. It was sick yesterday, so, you know, I had to leave work early and all that. Mm. Yeah. But you know what I didn't leave early? Two no, champ- what? <laughs> Two champs and a chump. Yeah, episode. here we are. Hey, this is this is big stuff. This is episode, what, 198 now already? That's, that's creep, creeping up. That our base 10 system is all about. Yeah, yeah. Tune in uh, next year when we switch to an octal system. It'll be great. Octal, oh, no. Octal because nobody uses it. If it was Hex, you know, maybe some like web designers would still follow along with what we were doing. But, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Math computer jokes. Complete waste of time. Welcome to Two Champs and a Chump. This is Will not being fun. This week, this week. What do we got? We've got a little bit of FFG news, which I think nibbles. With which I think is pretty fun. It's been been a little while since we've had much. Um, you know, things have kind of slowed down, of course, on the first edition news front. What with uh, the game uh, being on its last legs and all, and we haven't really kicked into gear with second ed yet. So uh, we got a little bit of first ed news here. We got regional stuff scheduled, which is pretty cool. Um, so let's see, what do we, what do we have posted up on the site now? Uh, several countries, Australia, Canada, Finland, France, Hungary, Kuwait, of all things, Mexico, Netherlands, uh, the UK and Ireland, and the United States. I did not know Kuwait had a Thrones meta. I did not really either. I think I had kind of been aware uh, there were some folks playing in that general area. I, I think some U.S. servicemen, if I recall correctly. Uh, but I didn't realize they actually had a store to host a regional at. <laughs> so that's pretty cool, I thought. And even some of these other uh, countries that I was not previously aware of much going on in, like, say, Hungary or Mexico. So that's pretty cool. I would not for a regional. 
By regional, I mean binging on tequila and maybe playing cards. Maybe playing cards. That would be at the bottom of your list. The very bottom. So as far as the list itself goes, you know, aside from a few uh, countries being in here, uh, anything else of note? Um, no. I mean, it's all pretty chalk. Uh, I think there were some... I noticed that... Oh, go ahead. I think I noticed that three or three regionals per region, so two. So numbers look a little higher, but it still seems like it's going to be rather prestigious. Still going to have big draws. Um, I don't think... I, I'll be honest, I'm not terrible to know if there are any upsets or big shakeups there, but the Midwest in general looks pretty much like it did last year. So I don't see pretty a lot of change there. I heard some rumbles that folks were surprised about Maine getting a regional and not, say, Boston. And part of it may be geography. That's like, yes, Boston has, you know, a, a very nice meta, but uh, just getting thrones into bigger locations or spread out might play a role in it. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know okay. the player base over there to know. Being a I've never really heard much about a uh, big meta out of Maine, so I don't know. Don't know what kind of turnout they'll have for that. And sometimes you don't travel. You have to remember, for us, like Gen Con Worlds, well, especially for me, um, is not the longest drive I do. I think that would be um, you guys down to Springfield, maybe Tulsa or Wayne, maybe somewhere in that arc would be our longest travel. So. So to me, going to Gen Con or going to the world's not a massive endeavor. Whereas someone from New England or California, that becomes much trickier. So it may just be that they're very active. Because those people exist, and they're still people too, I think. They're still people too. That's that's important to remember, I think. So, but yeah, this looks good. Um, Did you notice the latest of the stateside regionals? Uh, just how late that is. I believe it's... Oh, Tulsa? You mean the first event at Gen Con this year? Yeah, yeah, that's that's insane. It's the the 25th of July, uh, which is, if none of you guys know, Gen Con actually uh, starts at the tail end of July this year. So that is, that is the Saturday before most folks will be leaving to go to Gen Con on... Wednesday the 29th, uh, which is which is cutting that closer than I've ever seen it before. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure what the thought is there. I haven't dug real deep into date analysis to see if they're just trying to dodge overlap, which is a real thing. You want you know your players to get to as many of these as you can and make them as big as you can. But that seems odd. My guess is... They'll implement something like what they did. Oh, when was it? Um, the not not I think it was this last fact, but the one before dropped it, but put like a effective date on it. So you had it and you had that knowledge, but it didn't kick in till like a week later, so that like it didn't drop right before. Like a, I believe it was a major European tournament, and they didn't. It was like dropped on a Wednesday, and they said no, it won't kick in till next week. So. Everyone going to this major tournament doesn't have to scramble. So my guess is, before the Tulsa Regional, we will know what the Gen Con fact is, uh-huh. and it will be in effect. 
that's the only way they can do it. Because otherwise, you're going to have to just have some regionals be on you and some on the other, which is ever rolled, or you spring it on people Monday before Gen Con, which seems bad. Real bad. Unless you're tuned in championship deck being blown to bits three days before the event. Yeah, well, hopefully that won't happen. I mean, I don't think it will. Like I said, my guess is we'll get it with enough time to breathe and react, but they'll just post-date it. Yeah, it's probably the most reasonable way to do that. And now that they have done it, like, the president has been set. Like, before, it was never, you know, it was when the FAQ dropped, it was instantly good. These are Tuesdays, but with how often they, but now how close they've scrunched the two, regional season now just rolls right into Gen Con almost feels like a capstone to regional season. Which is kind of interesting you just don't have and that cool, but it's going to leave a big gap between that and Worlds this year. Which I'm okay with. Like, most years that would irk me, but this year getting second edition at Gen Con, you're going to have a lot of time and a whole new game to digest and process and explore. So getting some more time before Worlds without distractions to just kind of churn with that, I think is is fine. Like, this year it'll work out. Next year, I think we're going to feel that gap significantly more. You know, speaking of those gaps and regionals and stuff, I do actually have a little bit of related tournament uh, news from FFG uh, sent to me by Springfield's own Mark D., who's out at the Gamma trade show uh, and was watching some of the FFG presentations. And uh, he texted me that FFG has some kind of special announcement about regional championships affecting worlds within the next four to six weeks. Now, I, I am guessing that means that the rest of his messages here to me are not whatever that particular announcement is. Uh, his next item here mentions that world champs will earn some kind of swag for their, quote, home store, end quote. Uh, I'm betting that's probably going to be some kind of banner or something that can be uh, posted. But here's one that I think is going to be pretty big that uh, we've kind of been begging for for a while, and it's confirmation that FFG will have their own custom, tailor-made, game-specific tournament software out before regionals. Thank God. Which is going to be great for all the wonky tiebreakers and such, especially when you get into the other LCGs. For for anybody that that doesn't dabble much in the other games, uh, and especially if you don't dabble much, but are annoyed at how FOG handles some of that for Game of Thrones, uh, just rest assured that Thrones is the easiest and most clear cut of any of the LCGs <laughs> on that front. So uh, it'll be good to have software to, to run that. I'm just glad to get rid of the alphabetical tiebreaker because now having a wife that plays with the same last name, it's just a matter of time till we sit down across the table and I just don't want to do that. So yeah, I really, really do hope that the randomization is better on some of those things. The, the alphabetical striping was really awkward. Well, and so. it just, it's, it was painful. Um, just cause I felt like you, saw the same people, like at events, you just knew if so-and-so's there, there's a decent chance one of these rounds, I'm going to play them, or always sit next to them. Well, yeah, I was going to say that, or the flip side, you know you would never play them. I have never played Matlay in a tournament, but we sit next to each other because we have, you know, 
very similar records most of the day for the last like four or five years or something. And I'm next to him or maybe two people away tops. But I know we will never play because our names both start with L-E. And so, you know, it'll just be good to hopefully have that kind of weirdness worked out. Yeah, I just think it's hopefully it'll be good. And this is something that FFG has gotten big enough and legit enough of a company that I could I, I think this is a welcome change that needs to happen. Like if they're going to start flexing muscles and hanging out with the big dogs, uh, that this is the right call. And this has been something this is that next step in becoming I want to say like wizards esque, but if you're going to take the games and your brains to the next level, this I think was a necessary change. Yeah. Hey, you know, speaking of, of changes, I'm looking a little more closely here. Mark also sent me a photograph of one of the slides from the presentation, and I think it, it actually kind of clarifies uh, the special prize uh, for Worlds. It says uh, the home stores World Championship champions will win free tournament kits and a champion plaque, which is interesting. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I dig, I dig the stuff helping out the home store. I mean, anything to help promote the game is always good. And getting to take it home and have something up that's like, hey, remember, like, I'm the champ here, like, I think that's good. Agreed. Speaking of promoting the game a little bit, they also have some stats on this same slide about the World Championships that the uh, Twitch live stream had 50,000 total hits, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. And then they have some just years with numbers next to them, which I assume must be attendance. Uh, so 2012 had 180, 2013, 409, 2014, uh, 629, which definitely explains why room was at a premium at their event center. You could feel the event getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, um, and as they keep introducing more and more licenses, it's going to get, you know, even more so. I think we all kind of thought uh, there was a big concern when these started popping out that uh, LCG players would cannibalize off each other and the player base, from a competitive standpoint, wouldn't necessarily grow as much as anticipated. That just you'd have players go from game A to game B. But I think it's actually proven to be the opposite. I think we we see some cross-pollination, but like these games have, I mean, just... The level of growth, I think, is far better than anyone expected, and at least on my end. So I'm uh, excited to see where this goes, because now we have Conquest. We did not have uh, competitive Conquest at Worlds this year, correct? Yeah, no, we did. We did. We did? Yep. Wow, uh, 10 plays. So, but that game was fr- fresh, not very new. It was rather new, though. So that'll be growing. Everything else is growing. Um, Throwing second edition which I think will bring more people. I mean, we'll see. But Well, I mean, I think we even have some more to talk about for Throne Second Edition, don't we? We might. <laughs> Perhaps. Ever so slightly. So I think I think the World's Weekend will continue to grow, become a bigger, bigger event, and they will find more and more ways to legitimize driving everyone to Minnesota in November. Boy, I hope so. No, I mean it's it's been it's been a great event every time and every year. I I would you know die to have a another 
freebie game handed out to me like they first the first year when I got Star Wars. Uh but we'll see. We shall see. Hey, but speaking of seeing things and jumping slightly back to Gamma, I think we've gotten some more uh news out of Gamma, which is pretty exciting to me because it's actually some second edition news finally, which is pretty awesome. Uh now some of this is gleaned from uh some other uh, text that Mark sent me, and some of this is gleaned from a, a photo posted by a, by another user who uh, who managed to catch the back uh, cover of the corset. Uh, but Mark's here is a slide showing the front cover of the corset. I'll, I'll post this up to the podcast page as well. Um, and there's some interesting stuff here from FFG uh, on their slide about it. Uh, there's three bullet points here that I, uh, I really dig. So the first one that, that intrigues me is that it is set to receive the most marketing and promotional pre-launch support of any LCG to date. Um, this, this very much intrigues me because I, I just wonder what this support will be, what promotion. I mean, there's only so much time left. FFG has what, four months and a week right now before uh before Gen Con? Something like that? Um, yeah, I'm kind of surprised the hype train is not rolling a little more than it has been. Yeah, it makes me think when it hits, it, and it better hit soon, that it's going to be hitting pretty big. Uh What that entails, I don't know yet. Uh I'm hoping it means, you know, I don't know, we get to spoil all the Lannister cards in the core set on our show or something. You know, that that seems about fair, right? Yeah, I would I would be okay with that. Yeah, I thought so. Uh the second bullet point here is that Agot is one of their longest and best selling brands. Um uh, that I think comes as no particular surprise because I mean the original CCG launched in two thousand two and the fact that, you know, first edition, so to speak, even with the the L C G change, maybe you could name that one point Five or something lasted all the way up through 2015. I mean, 13 years is a pretty good run. And as far as we know, second ed is just kind of a refinement. So, you know, you could argue that it's it's still running. Probably not really too much worse of a rules change and cleanup than Magic's done a couple times over the years, so to speak. And they've changed card templates and stuff too. So have we come to think of it so yeah like thrones is no stranger to uh to uh, adapting and changing with the uh cards even in the ccg um in the backs always stay the same but even the fronts would go through rather different renditions from even block to block yep that definitely happened the big uh iron throne edition change was was pretty rough for a little bit there so I mean, I do kind of miss the dragon scale tar cards. I thought those were cool, but I very much agree. But, well, but anyway, yeah, I think the marketing blitz is coming. I think you know this is not your granddaddy's FFG. Like this company seems to be going through a lot of change internally uh, all the time. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget that FFG did 
merge, join, whatever you want to call get it. Out, get bought out by. Yeah, you can use every word you want. <laughs> like, like a lot has happened. So I think it would be very interesting to see. I think Game of Thrones Second Edition would do a lot. I think will do a lot to set the tone for like, like where the company is going. So I'm very fascinated to see how they approach it, how marketing goes, support goes. I think this. There are so many good things that can come from rebooting this game that I don't think would be possible if we were just rolling with first edition still. So I look forward to the breath of new new life that this will give us. Well, you know what one of the new things is that I think they're going to give us? That's our third bullet point here. Uh says that there's going to be a kit that includes four demo decks, learn-to-play rules, a demo script, and a store poster free in now, the box uh i i assume this is probably not in the box i assume this is probably something sent out to stores to help with this marketing and promotional blitz uh, now the first bullet point said that it would be pre-launch support i don't know if this is pre-launch or if this is going to be available afterward Again, I'm just assuming that this must be for stores. That makes the most sense rather than being included in the core box. And honestly, if this were sent out to a bunch of stores, say, the month before the actual launch of the game, I think that would be pretty freaking huge. Yeah. I mean, just you got to get people jazzed up. There, We can't discount the negativity associated with, hey, all your cards are kind of obsolete now. Like, just burn them, that financial investment's gone. Like, that that does sting a little. So, I think anything you can do to hype people up, the point here is we want to get new people into the game, you have to promote it. Because, yeah, your first edition players are going to care. I mean, if they're... Even if they... Like, they're going to either care or not. But you have to make everyone who's ignorant of the game aware that, hey, this is restarting, hey, this is new, this is fresh. Um... And you're not going to be able to do that without these serious, like, grassroots efforts. Like, your word of mouth among your LCG players just isn't going to do it. Um, yeah. You know, and I hope this is something that stores can get more than one copy of to kind of help pull in some more players and stuff. Because, you know, a lot of kind of noobs, so to speak, to the whole gaming thing or people that bounce around from one thing to the next a lot really kind of dig having that 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 i don't know reward of getting that free demo deck to start out with and so if this is something the stores could get multiples of and be able to to do a demo day where they're actually giving out copies i think people would really dig that yeah when you got that was one of the neat things about ccg days is they would have these i feel like the grassroots effort was so good back then with like um challenge decks and these events and stuff that was FFG sponsored to help get the word out and get your meta jazzed up and get new players in and like like made you know stores aware of of your thrones community. And I think getting back to that and stuff like this is a good positive sign to give players the tools you need and stores what you need to help grow the game. I am very encouraged. Of course, uh, we have some really interesting uh, info here because we've got a pretty decent picture 
of the back of the corset box, which I think is pretty impressive. I've been staring at it for a little while here, trying to decipher as much text as I can. So for any listeners that uh, don't have it here in front of them, I'm going to go ahead and read as much as I can of the uh, paragraph blurb here on the back. Uh, it says here in large, bold red letters, When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground. Cersei Lannister. It goes on to say, Across the Seven Kingdoms and beyond the Narrow Sea, the great houses of Westeros are pitted against one another in bitter conflict. Uh, join forces with House Stark, House Lannister, House Targaryen, House Baratheon, House Greyjoy, House Martell, or House Tyrell as they seek to control the Iron Throne, or take the Black and champion the Night's Watch in their efforts to defend the Wall and protect the Realm of Men. A Game of Thrones, the card game, is a two-to-four-player game of intrigue, politics, betrayal, and warfare uh, based on the best-selling Game of... or sorry, A Song of Ice and Fire novels by George R. R. Martin. Featuring a refined play experience that builds upon the successful foundation of the original edition of Game of Thrones, the card game, the second edition uh, core set provides a fresh start for new and experienced players alike. As a living card game, new cards are released regularly, allowing players uh, to customize the contents of the core set or to create their own original decks. And there's another quote here, who will rise above the something and decide the fate of Westeros. The Game of Thrones has begun. Any idea what that word is? Rise above the... Oh, pretenders, I think it is. So, there you have it. You know what I find interesting out of that paragraph of text? Because it mentions intrigue, politics, betrayal, and warfare. And intrigue very cleanly maps to the intrigue challenge. Politics, I think, maps pretty well to the power challenge. Warfare maps pretty well to the military challenge. But what the heck is this betrayal? And I'm I'm looking here because we can see a fan of some cards, one of which here in the front looks like Robert Baratheon. And I can see a little red icon on his art and a little blue icon with a crown. So I'm assuming those are military and power challenge icons, respectively, and five strength below that. And it doesn't look to me like there's enough room in between for a fourth challenge icon. Which is kind of a bummer. How how big of a shakeup would that be to add some kind of betrayal challenge? I have to imagine they've been very open and honest with us. As far as some of the most of the major changes that are coming to the game, I feel like OBT Dub we added a challenge. I feel like that leaks at some point. Like that was a memo. I think that would be that would be awesome if they did that. Or but we already hit so many things on the board. Like I don't even I wouldn't even begin to know what kind of claim a fourth challenge type would be. Uh, you know, I I don't really know either. I. Pay X gold to take control of an ally with cost X or less. I I don't know. I'm I'm just saying it just seems so weird to list all those out. Three of which map out to the actual challenges of the game, and then there's just this fourth thing there in the middle of that list. I don't know. Either it no, feels that's, like that's something's the nod to melee. We'll say that's the nod to melee. <laughs> something's up, or it shouldn't have been in the list. I think. 
But yeah, so I don't know. What else can we see here? We've got that Robert Baratheon, which is kind of cool. I don't know. Can you decipher mu- much of his text there? He's his is a bit smaller than the paragraph. Uh, let me zoom in. Control plus. He's yellow. There appears to be a yellow border, so that's interesting. He's yellow. We've, We're going to yellow and black. Yeah, we've like confirmation that they are changing around the uh, color schemes of the houses, which is good. It you know that'll actually match the house colors for Baratheon. Um, looks like he's a king lord. Uh, he's got. I think I see renown. Renown, yeah. Like, I can't tell what that other thing is. It's long. Whatever it is, does it start with an I? Uh, an L? It says something tall and straight. Yeah, there's a point where it's just becoming blurrier when you zoom in. He's got something and renown, anyway. And he gets plus one strength, something, something character, something. Huh. So he's gonna get plus big and fat. He's gonna be Bob. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, because I think the I think the last few words say in play, don't they? Huh. Uh, I don't believe that. Next to it, we have very clearly the arch from Longclaw. Yeah. I see its name down there. All I see is get plus one strength and, but it, all the art that we oh, see yeah, is pretty good. I dig the art. Oh, wait a minute. Are they making Valerian steel a trait? And next to weapon there, I can see steel and the end of another word. That would, that would actually be pretty cool. I like the nice little Nedley They make there. such a big deal about it in the books. Yeah. And I've always been fine with, I think, Trait blow was one of the things they talked about. Talked about like icon blow and keyword blow and all this blow. And I'm like, but traits have always been like, if, even if we don't ever do anything with them, I think they add some flair. So I'm fine with that. Yeah, I agree. And like we have, I think that is that great? There's, there's blue. The top left corner is blue. Oh and yeah. Yes, it's a squid. Okay, yeah, black with some kind of gold blobby thing on top. Yeah, that, that pretty well has to be Greyjoy then, based on I'm the colors. I'm like, you see once spoiled all these little icon crusty things. So. Right. Um, can't really, I can't even read the name looks, on that. Oh, I can't either. Some it's, non-unique thing. It's Maybe interesting. I get a bunch of dudes. Interesting that all three of those have a little bit of a different shape to their frame. Yeah, um, I'd be okay with some jazz enough between the houses and, and stuff. I don't feel like we have to stick to one thing. I like the full bleed art. I like there's no border on them. I mean, obviously there's like little things, but I like that. I feel like the whole card is being used. Uh, that is nice. I like that. Um, I'm going to guess that the bald dude is Varus. Yeah, uh, I think that very obviously looks like Varus. Even actually kind of the bit of that uh, like vest or whatever you can see is really reminiscent of some first edition artwork of his we'd had before. And my guess is the green card has to be Tyrell, which makes that a little bit Yeah, that's got to be the Queen of Thorns, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, it's seven costs. Like it's some kind of stately medieval matron, judging by her like headgear and such. Well, Sarah's not gotta green. Be. Who else? It has to be the Tyrells. And at seven costs, you know, it's some yeah. big... Because their colors are green and gold. Yeah. And we obviously have gold here with uh, Barra, or I guess it's yellow, but that's the that's the color I think of when I think of Tyrell. So that has to be the Queen of Thorns, um, which is cool. 
Uh, I didn't really like. Huh. I loved her and Cece. Like she was awesome. Yeah. All the CCG versions they did cool things with the Tyrells, and then in the LCG we just forgot how to make Tyrells cool. <laughs> that that is definitely the case. Except for Marjorie. Marjorie's pretty cool. You know, I noticed something else here as we were talking about the colors and the houses and stuff. So I'm I'm looking at the the symbols, right? The like house shields or crests or sigils, depending on which term you want to use. And I sure. Yeah. Okay. So in that front row where we can see them on Robert and whatever that probably Greyjoy thing is, right? Like we've got a shield shape and then some kind of little like banner thing underneath it. And then, but then on the Night's Watch one, it doesn't have that. And like in the paragraph, it's also like, a different shape. Yeah. Well, the I'm, Night's I'm Watch wondering, like a pointy shape. Like in the paragraph, it described like, would you choose one of these houses? And like, period. Well, it's not really period, but like a full clause, or take the black and shape in the Night's Watch and such as a completely separate thing. Like, does that is that does that denote like the houses? So like people that don't really know what's going on, like know what's a house and what's not. I don't know. It seems kind of overkill, but it seems weird that the Night's Watch one's the only one that doesn't have whatever that is. I'm I'm really glad. I know there was some speculation that it might be House Aaron when the announcement first came out. We saw the bird. You mean I'm really when glad I was speculating that? I always thought it was Night's Watch, but like I was worried it was going to be Aaron, which just seemed boring to me. But I'm kind of glad it's a Night's Watch. It does, I don't like that now we can't call them all houses. But there's the houses. It's annoying. And the I'm still going to call them Which is why they're now, what, factions? Yeah, they are officially, but... I'm gonna so, everyone is still going to say houses. You're going to know your first edition players because they're going to say houses. Uh, it's going to be a house card, never a faction card. It'll never, ever, even if I'm playing Night's Watch, it'll never be a faction card. Um, that is interesting. I'm also noticing different name placement. You look at Robert, and his name's in the middle. On Longclaw, it's at the bottom. And on the Greyjoy thing, it's at the top. So, names are different. I like the name for... Attachments at the bottom because normally you show a little bit of it and have it sticking out anyways. Oh, you know is that? Yeah, you can see. Oh, Robert's whoa! I didn't even shift. notice that. I dig oh, the that's, styling. On that's it. weird. Yeah, I don't. I kind of like the different shapes of the frames, but the name. Yeah, and the okay. So Robert's kind of in the middle, right above the text box, <coughs> and that Greyjoy yeah. thing is up at the He's top. At the top. Why did I not even notice that when we were first looking at it? Well, I think, like, Robert, you look at it, like, the Greyjoy one, you notice it being on the top, because that's where it's always been. Yeah. And Robert, I don't know. He's just, I'm trying to take it all in. It's a neat card. Yeah. I like the styling. It's all, like I said, it's also the bottom of Longclaw. You can see huh. Claw. So, and obviously a wolf head on the end of a Yeah. Cow, um, yeah, that, so, that really. So, I like it being on the bottom. Because, like I said, you normally stick attachments sticking out the bottom or the top with just the name showing anyways, so huh. that's kind of cool. I dig that. Like, there's, they're obviously changing some things up um, thinking about it, so that's kind of cool. Okay. Well, speaking of changing things up, anything else worth noting on the characters, or should we move on? I'm, I'm noticing a little bit of stuff here below them, but I don't want to skip the characters if you had further thoughts on, well... Characters and cards, just anything in the fan there. I mean, obviously you can see that when they talked about expanded gold, gold curve, that is, in effect, the two golds we can see are both seven. 
which would yeah. be bomb stuff. And I mean, not to say that these won't be. Um, not that we can really totally read the text box, but I mean, I assume Robert Baratheon out of a course that's going to be a bomb card. But Seven Man. Gold is still we're they're starting off right with it. If these cost seven, then what's like your average army cost? Ten, eleven? I that'd be my guess. I what would Valerian be in second edition? Like fourteen gold? Yeah, yeah, at least then. I'm gonna need more tokens. I only usually carry ten on me. A lot more tokens. I just I went to a lot of effort to get nine of those sweet acrylic ones that FFG had at Worlds for the league. Uh, I'm gonna need more than nine. Sharpost Mints is just like tears of joy are running down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, go buy those 20 packs of Sharpost Mint. They don't seem unnecessary now. Now you're going to need 20 coins. Yeah. Uh, right. Especially Lannister, I want to assume all the gold. Only thing that could be better is if uh, FFG pushed the power to win up as well. No. Totally didn't. Well, speaking of gold, I mean, and power, that's kind of what I was going to talk about down here in the corner. Because I think we can kind of see some of the icons. Because you can see the spread of the sample game there, right? So you can see some of the, like, gold tokens. You can see some power on a house card, which appears to no longer have the turn reference on it. Which I think, by the way, is a real bummer because that was a great teaching tool uh, when I was demoing to new players. Oh, yeah, I'm going to keep those in my bed. Well, assuming the phases stay the same. I can't imagine they would change that. But Yeah, assuming they stay the same. But even if they change, actually, if they had changed, I would say it's even more important to have them on the house card so old players have them in front of them and, you know, the change is right there staring them in the face. Oh, yeah, I wonder how many games at this first uh, Gen Con people are going to slip into uh, A first, first edition habits. It'll yeah. be curious. Like if they do any like subtle changes, I mean, obviously, I think they're, they're going to iron some stuff out, but it's going to be interesting to see uh, how that goes. Very interesting. Well, let's see what else. That is... all looks that all looks fairly normal. I mean, it looks like the power token size well, gold isn't terribly different than what well, we're used to. In in that sample spread there, what's that gray thing in between? It kind of looks like the Iron Throne, and in fact. Like on the far right, it's kind of hard to see the spread of these tokens and things because of a glare from some lights. But I think I see the gold token, maybe a couple gold tokens, uh, and whatever this is with the Iron Throne on it, and like a green and a or a kind of a blue, sorry, and a red uh, token. It kind of looks like a wax seal on both of them. And I thought at first maybe that was like the power token, but the power tokens laying on that Stark House card are definitely different. So I don't know what that is. We're getting mm-hmm. some kind of extra tokens, but I don't know what. Or maybe they're for all your Star Wars friends, because, you know, they need all those tokens. Focus tokens. Oh, maybe we're going to focus everybody instead of kneeling right, them now. I right, go find a new game. I don't know what it is. That's what but... Betrayal could do. It could focus people. I'm done with whatever you're trying to do. I mean, I liked the idea but in Star Wars that you could tap someone more than once, so to speak. But, oh well. I understand that's uh, not a lot of people want to go to. Um, Let's see here. Art looks very vibrant. It feels much more colorful yeah. in first edition. Like in first edition, a lot of the colors are very pale and muted. And here it seems like everything really pops at you. Yeah. It's it's um, really looking sharp. Let's I assume the horizontal cards are plots, so yep. that looks to be a very similar layout than what we're used to. Yeah. Um, new card back, 
which I dig. It looks like it's looks like that same Iron Throne picture is whatever that token is. Yeah, maybe it, it has does. something to do with the deck. <clears throat> maybe we'll get little cardboard Iron Thrones to put our tokens on. I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with like dominance. Like maybe people like keep a dominance until the next phase or something. That would be kind of that'd be kind of cool. I mean, the Iron Throne kind of shows you know dominance and stuff. I don't know. It does. I'm brainstorming here. You know, Uh, thinking of card types though, I see down here in the game contents that it does say title cards, and I think the number in front is six. So looks like melee is at least sort of. Supported out of the box, there will be title cards. There's no way they wouldn't keep melee. Melee, yeah. Um, I don't know. Law of Thrones people like detest it, but for a lot of outsiders, it is like what def- I wouldn't say defines, but like sets thrones apart. It is a a big deal to uh to play melee. Not a lot of games offer a four person free for all. Agreed. So I, I'm I'm not surprised to see see melee. I'm hoping that. Melee changes. I don't know what those would be, but I would like to breathe some. I mean, for tweaking the game and ironing some things out, I feel like melee has a lot of room for improvement on the competitive front. Yeah, uh, so I, that would be good. I think it's a blast, but it definitely still needs needs more attention turned to working out the um, unique challenges that a multiplayer format provides. I want so, to read the approximate time. I can't. I can't read it. Like on the I, universal thing of the UPC code. I was like, yeah, I think, think I think it says forty-five minutes, but I'm not sure. That's such a lie. Yeah. You know. Hey, speaking of codes and stuff like that, you see that QR code on the left. Interesting to see they're continuing that on since the last I knew they were not working on any of the Thrones chapter packs. So, huh? Huh. But I mean, I don't know. Gotta believe we're getting eight faction cards. We knew we were getting eight factions. Yep. Um, and we know for sure what they all are now. Yep. Uh, I feel like there has to be something where we're missing here that someone's gonna comment on it. Be like, oh, look over here, hurdy dur. Probably so, but darned if I know what it is. That's everything that I can see right now. It all looks very smooth, very updated. I don't see anything that looks weird or makes me go, oh god, what is that? Uh, looks like that's a Martell house card on the other side. Looks kind of orangey of the sun. Um, Stark is obviously white, so that color is staying. I figured it would. Um, Martell looks kind of yellowy, yellowy, orangey color. I don't know. It's hard to see from here, but no, it looks good. It looks like thrones. But this is kind of neat. It's nice to finally get a little tidbit to see where what they're thinking. Yeah. I mean, it. all I can really say is it's making me that much more antsy for all the new stuff. Like, I just now want just need, to know more. It looks sealed, so now we just need Mark to break in, rip it open, take a bunch of photos, send them out before he goes to jail. Exactly. And I feel like he should be willing to do that. Well... Sisness under props and slops? We can slop and we can prop. Slop and prop. Oh boy. I feel like I had some good ones this week. Felt like I had a slop, but I can't remember what it was. So I'm just going to prop something for the moment. I'm going to prop the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. The new, uh, eight, 
uh, Netflix comedy that Tina Fey was uh, organizing. It's a it's a pretty good show. It's pretty amusing. A little weird, but if you if you dig like the Thirty Rock style of humor, I think you'll really get a kick out of Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, I saw the ads for that and it looked pretty good. I was kind of excited. I cannot remember the name of that actress, but she's the secretary from the new secretary from the end of the office receptionist. Oh, I did not even realize that. I like her sense of humor. It's it's quirky, it's weird, but I feel like it'd be a good like de-stress kind of laugh. Yep. Uh it has definitely been good for that, especially when I was uh Sick and home from work yesterday. It was a good way to get some mindless entertainment in. So that's good. Uh, I feel like I should prop something. Um, I have a new job, so with that will come moving and all the joys of that. So I will swap moving. Um, but on the other end will be fiber internet. So awesome. I'm gonna prop. Uh, no more of this lag. Kyle, you're breaking up bullshit. Um, They'll have the best internet on the podcast. So, from worst to first, baby. That's cool. Hey, as long as you don't eat the mic anymore, that's the important part. Yeah, maybe Daryl can get around to that wedding gift and get me a fucking mic. That'd be cool. Good luck. Daryl, I know you're out there. He doesn't listen. He's probably not even awake. Silly Daryl. Um, what else is cool? Oh, Community is back. I would be remiss. Jen. Season Sex of Communities on Yahoo Screen, Yahoo something. You type in Community Season 6 and Google, it'll pop up. It is free. It's 100% free. You just got, it's like two or three commercial breaks. It reminds me a lot of Hulu. But it's like two commercials, are very short. Um, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was some of the best stuff in a while. I need to, need to catch up on that stuff. I'm way behind on Community. I'll have to watch the oh, other so seasons good. before I get into six. <laughs> I mean, four was bad. The The non-Dan Harmon season was bad. Um, they refer to it as the gas leak season in season five. Like, everyone acted so weird because there was that gas leak in the school, <laughs> and they just kind of write off like none of it happened, um, <laughs> which is hilarious and clever and weird, And but, but the season's very good. Uh, the two episodes I were out so far... Have been we're both phenomenal. Uh, if you used to watch Community and you stop for a while, like get back into it. Um, the cast is changing, has changed, and the show has kind of changed, but the charm is still still 100 percent there. So I love it. Um, so I have stuff to prop a slop. You know, I've I've got a little bit more. I'm gonna prop uh, Planet Comic Con up in Kansas City. Uh, Kristen and I and Zyler and his wife all went up to that this past weekend, had a uh, good time, just kind of browsing around, checking out the comics and booths, doing a little bit of cosplay, seeing a whole bunch of other cosplayers. Heck, even ran one as the novel version of Oberyn Martell, which was pretty fun. And, uh, yes, he even specifically clarified that he was the book version because he had long hair. So that was cool. Um, and, of course, got the opportunity while we were there to uh, meet Stephen Amell. And, you know, for anybody that doesn't know yet, big fan, you know, being on Arrow and all. So actually getting to, to meet him in person and uh, make our way through the insane, 
insane stampede of people to see him uh, was pretty nice. Uh, unfortunately, not everybody that wanted to got to, but he seemed just uh, just as cool and just uh, legit in person as you know he appears online. So that was nice. You know, sometimes you meet those people and they're a real dick. Or worse, I can deal with hate and asshole. The worst is when it's someone who's hilarious on TV and they're not witty and they're not funny. <laughs> it's all just the script. And I'm like, no, no. So that's why I really hate watching like celebrity interviews because I remember Danny saw loves Gilmore Girls and thinks Lauren Graham is just the wittiest person alive on that show. And then she watched an interview with her and she's like, it's like watching your hero die in front of you. Oh, just get dumber and dumber with every word. <laughs> oh no! It's always good when those things work out. You're like, hey, you're like super cool in real life too. It's a big moment. It's kind of like Daryl. You hear Daryl and you're like, God, you just sound like a funny dumbass. Then you meet him and you go, you are a funny dumbass. It just... So he meets all of your expectations. So, all good things. Uh, What else uh, interesting has been going on? (sighs) Boy, you know, not that much. That ate up most all of my time going to the con and all. Uh, started in on Sanderson's novel, Warbreaker. Uh, haven't made nearly as much progress on that as I would have hoped, but, uh, it's been an interesting ride so far, so we'll see how it goes. Um, I started, we watched the BBC movie, part one, of The Color of Magic, uh, and me and Danny on our carpool commute. I'm going to go through all of the Discworld audiobooks as our little memorial slash tribute. Um, so she got real upset when her favorite authors die. You know, it's a stings. So oh, I was like, well, I just got one. I'm like, I can take both as long as we don't lose Martin. I think I'll be all right. But so Sony far, here, so, so good. Hey, and he's yeah. going to actually be working on his next book. So... <laughs> Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully that book is the next Song of Ice and Fire book, but you know, at least he's I believe from what I was reading, he said it was Son of Kong, which is everyone, which is his like blurb way of talking about Winds of Winter because it's the monkey on his back. So, well, Dance of Dragons was the monkey on his back. Now this is the second one, so it's Son of Kong when he talks about it on his blog, but it seems like this is the game plan. Well, he also said he reserves the right that if he finishes it to go to cons. So if you see his old wrinkly ass out at something, <laughs> it means the book is out or at least is done. And we can put our knives to the throats of publishers and editors instead of poor old Martin. So that'll be good. I really look forward to that. I feel like there's something else. Um, the leaks, uh, for those who play the Telltale games, uh, Game of Thrones saga for those doing that. They did a little spoiling. You're talking about episode three and it looks like Drogon might be making an appearance. Ooh, intriguing. Like dragon action. I like this. I have not gotten around to getting into the second episode yet, but, uh, it is on the to-do list. So that'll be exciting. I'm trying to think Thrones in the world. What else is possibly out there? Um, Battle at the Wall over in Spain. 
Uh, oh. I think we posted the photo of those playmats. I was yeah, like, oh my god, their stuff was gorgeous. I don't understand. Like FFG just needs to call them. Be like, hey, um, we can't beat this. Point it. I'm so tired of cool cathedrals and museums. Why do they get the pretty art in Thrones as well? I mean, it is unreal how good their homemade swag is. But but they are phenomenal. And that picture's on our page if you want to check it out. Uh, I have no idea how one would get a hold of any of that, but very cool. Very cool stuff. And we have not had as many Europeans. If any Europeans are listening and have some of this, uh, I've noticed Agot cards has been sorely lacking on some of this season and last season's uh, Agot swag. Normally, some kind soul will post, you know, hey, I'll ship over some sets to the states if anyone wants them. I've not seen those lately or some of the newer stuff. So if anyone out there across the pond feels like being generous, shoot us a line. We'd love to. I know a lot of guys who would like to get their hands on some of that swag. Because those house cards, those playmats, that stuff still transfers over. Uh, and obviously some of the cards don't, but I'm, pre- I'm still excited and and it's nice to see some of that stuff still coming out and the enthusiasm still for first edition. Yeah. Sometimes I record naked. <laughs> well, then. Now is not one of those times. That sounds like a danger zone. Danger zone. Yeah. Turn around, there's nothing to see here. Run away, no reason to be here. It's the ghost.